Welcome to the Irish NFL show. We're here in London ahead of the Titans-Ravens game and we're delighted to be joined by Joe Staley. Uh, lifetime 49er or career 49er, at least not necessarily your whole life, Joe. Six-time yeah. pro bowler. Um, famously good left tackle, obviously named to the NFL's 2010s team of the decade. Uh, Joe, we're delighted to have you here. Um, here in London ahead of yet another game, another sold-out stadium. It's it's great to see the NFL spreading its wings, and it must be exciting for you being involved on a day like today. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You know, I came back, I came out here in 2010. Uh, I think it was the fir- third or fourth uh, London games that we had out here, and just seeing how the sport has really grown out here in the UK, and not and not only just the UK, but they're playing games in Germany now, and Fortnite has played last season in uh, Mexico, and just seeing the expansion globally of the NFL brand. Um, I know the 49ers are really excited about being one of the six teams in the NFL to have marketing rights out here now. So we're able to do a, you know, the, the first of the London watch probably later today for the 49ers Browns game, um, which I'm really pumped to be at. And I can't wait to meet a lot of the UK faithful at that event. Uh, you may not know this, Joe, but uh, delighted to be able to enlighten you. There's actually a 49ers watch party going on in Dublin today. Isn't oh, it? there is. The Irish 49ers fans oh. are gathering together. So we're going to have to get you over at some stage to to one of those. I'm sure they'd love to have you. Have you. I know you've been to Ireland before, but uh, you've got to have an excuse to get you back it's over. It's been way too long since I've been back there. And it was a really quick trip, too, when I was in Dublin. I was only there for two days. And I need to get back there and, and see a game and and uh, you know, have a pint and uh, some Guinness and, and get rowdy with the uh, Dublin faithful as well. Let's talk about that Browns game, and maybe let's talk more specifically about the start the 49ers have made to this season. They, they have looked awesome. They really look like they're firing on all cylinders. It must be exciting for you to watch this team playing the way they can. Yeah, obviously, I mean, playing my whole career with one franchise um, gives me the unique ability to only root for one franchise now. And it's fun now that I'm you know, a few years separated from playing uh, that I get to really just be a fan. And this team is incredibly exciting to watch. You know, I think Christian McCaffrey coming over in our trade last year really changed the dynamic of the offense, uh, really opened up what Kyle can do offensively. And then obviously also Harry Listrock-Gurdy in the way that he's really taking control of that whole entire offense. And then they're also one of the teams in the NFL that's unique because they have both sides of the ball that are equally as talented. You know, their defense, um, I think, is one of the top five, probably one of the top three units in the NFL currently as it stands right now and their offense is the same and so when they do have and inevitably throughout the course of the season one of those sides is going to have an off night and when they have the other side of the ball to be able to stick a mop kid and I think that's what makes this team incredibly unique and it was during my time in the NFL um, I can't remember a team that we had that were really both sides of the ball like I kind of had that coin and um, this is a special team and I know it's early I think the uh, the season is is long, and there are injuries that do happen. But where they're at right now, and the roster that they built, um, I think we have all the talent to make it very deep. Promise there. You played in a couple of really good teams in in Santa Clara. Twice went to the Super Bowl, of course. Most recently in Super Bowl Fifty Four. Mm-hmm. What do you think then? This team has, in addition to what you guys have, because from, from what you said there, it sounds like you think this, these guys can go the extra month. Yeah, I think it's to I me mean, probably compares more to the 2019 season. Um, I think obviously the coaching staff being similar with Kyle leading that, but also um, how we were offensively um, or defensively. I think it's the main, the main, um, what's the word I'm even searching for, the main commonality there yeah. um, between the two. The difference for me is because we knew in 19 that it was really a defensive orienting, that they had to play really well for us to you know, have a chance to learn that we, we didn't play well in the second half of that Super Bowl against the Chiefs when we kind of puttered out there and 
Uh, we were able to keep up on the Chiefs on that run. And this is a team now that has both sides of the ball. They can win a shootout. And yeah, defense is playing well. And then vice versa, you know, if the offense is not having a day, the defense can shut out any encounter and find an offense in the NFL. So I think that's what's exciting. You played in this Shanahan offense. What's it like from from your perspective? You're you're, you're playing on the O line. What do, what do they do that makes them so special? Well, it's it's incredibly complex, but it's also incredibly simple. If that makes sense, um, there is a lot of moving hearts, and Kyle was amazing at really crafting and pe- putting people in position to be successful. Um, and I think that's what's unique about it is that there are you can have cool from the Caffrey and a slot and the thing you can have him as a running back, you can have him out wide, you can have Debo in a lot of different positions. But as far as the offense goes, it really is just a very cookie cutter, bread and butter, simple offense for an offense. Um, there's not a lot of plays. It's just one of the plays that he calls very, very well. But the pieces of where they put everybody, that's what makes it really unique. Must be fun to see it go from the X's and O's to like, actually seeing those plays explode into mind for, uh, uh, on the field. I mean, when you got playmakers, you, know, you mentioned some Aiden Debo, like Christian, like Brandon Ayub, like George Kittle. I mean, it, it, it's a joy to watch. It must be a joy to play in as well when it's going as well with that. Yeah, it really is. And I think one of the things, too, that's exciting is that Kyle has an understanding of knowing when you follow playing the first and second quarter, you're really not calling it. Every play wants to be a touchdown, everyone wants to be a big play, but you're calling for the third, fourth quarter. You're building it up to where um, they were going to run this play to set something up later. And then when that play actually gets called in the huddle and you know that we've set it up, the anticipation before you even get to the line of scrimmage is, is amazing. Because like, hey, as an offensive lineman, just don't mess this up. It is going to be a touchdown. And as a receiver or running back, it's like, if I just run this play, I'm going to score points. So that's what's really unique about the offense. He has an incredible view of, of the chess master, of being able to manipulate a defense and get exactly what he wants. I'm just saying, there's one thing I'd like to see more from as a fan, and not just because you're here. I want to see the big guys check in as eligible receivers. And who, who doesn't want to see a big montage? And you've you got a couple in your own crew. You've got one at least that I can, like, I got, yeah, I was able to, uh, two that were actual called passes, and then one that I should have batted down, but I actually caught on on accident, and I ended up giving a seven yard loss. But I got my, my, got my, my got my hands in the ball three times in the NFL, and they're the highlights of my career. Um, they're always like, everybody loves to see a big man score, big man touchdown, big man celebration. Anytime a fat guy can out there and get out there and dance, it's always humorous to everybody. So anyone can make that happen. Surely it's Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, and I think he has a perfect guy as well to do with Trent Williams. I mean, that guy is an absolute athletic freak, and he probably runs the same forty as some tight ends in the NFL, the flat receivers. Um, and they do have a unique motion that they run. They ran with him before, and then just put slip him out and get him in the flat route and that. Seeing that Cowboys result last weekend, and um, obviously put down a statement as far as the rest of the NFL is concerned. Do you think, is it enough, to, is it worth saying now that perhaps the, the, the Cowboy, Cowboys rivalry isn't what it was, it might now be the Eagles that start defining rivalry in the NFC? Yeah, I mean, the 49ers-Eagles right now, because of where they are, they are currently, you know, I think everybody wants to see those team, two teams play later in the season. They're really excited about that matchup in Philly in December. Um, but the history of the 49ers and Cowboys goes back a long, long time, and I think you know, that rivalry is still always going to be alive and well. The fan bases hit each other. Um, enough, there's no love lost there. And um, so as long as the 49ers and Cowboys are playing, um, none of that will always be looked at as a rivalry game. And tell us, how did you react to George Kittle's t-shirt? Yeah, I loved it. I think George is a great... George knows how to stir things up. You know, he definitely has that WWE mentality that he's going to get out there and um, 
he's a showman, you know, and uh, he wore that shirt. It was a little head nod to Gary Plummer back in the uh, 90s and uh, the real heyday of the Cowboys, the Cowboys were in Irish rivalry. And uh, yeah, I loved him bringing that back and then doubling down and say he'd do it again when asked about it. So I know he got fined. Um, it's probably going to hurt his pocketbook a little bit, but George is a guy that's going to do it for the people and he's going to do it again. If I can put you on the spot, do you think this is the year for, for San Francisco? you think that Lombardi is on its way to Santa Clara? I do. I, I, I think every year is the year for San Francisco. I mean, I thought that as a player, and we went 2-14, and 14, I thought that as a player when we went to the Super Bowl. Um, I think that now as a fan, you know, I think that's the great thing about the NFL is that every new season uh, gives the fan base, um, you know, that hope and desire that they are going to take it all the way this year. And I think the way that they're starting, you know, five and all, and also the way that they've gone through the first half of the season, our first third of the season, and the way they're dismantling teams and really kind of just absolutely controlling the game. Um, yeah, why not? It's going to be a, a fun year, I think, for for Iron fans across across the globe. Who do you think they'll play in the Super Bowl? Then, seeming that they've it. Uh, I mean, I'd love to see them play the Chiefs and actually just just destroy them, just to kind of offend that 2019 season that we had. Mm-hmm. Them and us, yeah, we own that. Um, I would love for that matchup to happen again. But, you know, also an interesting and also a team that's on the rise as well is the Dolphins. You know, I think there's team speed and what Mike McDaniel is able to do offensively and calling those plays. And I had a lot of respect for him as a coach. I mean, he was with the 49ers during that time and love seeing him have so much success so far so early um, in Miami. So. Well, they're at Tino Yo, W. Skywalker, massive. That would be either Mike and Ty. That would be very interesting. A lot of a lot of storylines there for, for, for the media to talk about for sure for those two weeks. Right. One thing I'm interested in getting your thoughts on before we wrapped up the turf versus grass debates. And I mean, a lot of people weighing into that, a lot of entries this season. Um, you know, I'm just thinking even David Bakhtiari played in, yep. in your own position and um, has been very vocal about the issue. Travis Kelsey weighed in strongly alongside his pull and Jason. Um, it, it's a big thing in the NFL for the players at the moment. What's your own view? Uh, my own view is I always loved playing on grass. I mean, that was that was my favorite. Never really liked playing on turf. Um, I don't know about if the actual and if it really raises as far as the data as it raises the injury, um, but it makes sense. You know, I know as a as an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman, um, there's a lot more you know you're putting on your body as far as the the stress when the when the turf is not giving way and I definitely would feel it throughout my career playing on turf. Um, my knees and my joints, you know, feeling a lot different after a game uh, as opposed to a bit on grass. And I think it's just kind of a natural, softer uh, surface that gives. Um, but I would say, yeah, I mean, for me, from a personal perspective, as a player, grass always against her. We got grass here on the field at Tottenham Stadium, obviously. But then one of the things that's been interesting in terms of how different teams approach these games is the amount of time you spend in the moment beforehand. We saw with the, with the Bills last weekend against the Jags, they came in, did the tight turnaround, that didn't seem to work out too well. And again, both teams this weekend, one spending the best part of the week here, the Ravens, the other, the, the Titans coming in uh, with, with quite a short amount of time to get ready. What do you think is is, is the best way to approach this? Spend the whole week here. You know, we did it both times and you played um, in 2010 and 13. I uh, spent the whole week, we played on the East Coast, flew the right after our game on the East Coast, uh, and got out here. And then it takes a few days to acclimate, you know, and you have to have, you know, a full week of practice, really get used to the time change and get rid of the jet lag. Um, and I do know in 2013, when we played the Jaguars, they came over later in the week when we got here for the whole entire first week. And we could feel it in the first, you know, the first half of the game. It was like, even though there was even a night game miracle, it was still like they were waking up. Um, you know, we were probably a lot better than them as a team that game, but 
uh, I definitely felt like it was an advantage for us to be here for the whole entire week. It also makes it fun, you know, going over the pond and being able to be uh, here with the family and friends um, is a really memorable experience for a lot of players. Joe, it's been great to, to have you on the Irish NFL show. We hope that, you know, we're, we're looking forward to at some point in the next few years, hopefully an NFL regular season game taking place in Ireland. That's potentially on the roadmap now, and, and hopefully we can have you in town when it does happen. Yeah, it should be. Let's make that happen. We're going to call Roger Goodell. You got to get on the phone. Get out there. Get Come on, Roger. Let's go. <laughs> He's a uh, Thanks so much, Joe. Yep.